you know, I, I ultimately wanted to try and repair the relationship, mostly because I knew I had cheated in the past and I didn't want this whole thing to, to happen again. But uh, as you said, karma's a bitch and it came around and bit me in the ass. Welcome on the next episode and second episode of Asking for Mate. Tonight, I've got Steve that is joining me for a special podcast on cheating. Thanks for having me along. No worries. My pleasure. Thanks for coming. So for the people that have never listened to an episode of Asking for a Mate, because maybe some of your mates might be listening and it's the first time. So Asking for a Mate was created in order to talk about the little topics that might be a bit taboo between guys, some uncomfortable subjects like relationships, women, etc. Which is why I think I wanted to create this podcast to have guys and especially Australian guys coming and talking about some rather difficult topics, including cheating. Obviously, I'm not the one to judge at all. So, Steve, please feel like you've got someone next to you that can understand. I'm a Sydney-born boy, grew up in Australia, very Australian. Uh, I've had a few relationships, a couple of three years, a couple of two years, uh, currently in my mid-30s, unmarried, by the way. I feel that's necessary for talking about relationships. Is up for grabs. <laughs> Most certainly. <laughs> and then I suppose the other important thing that you should know is that uh, uh, I'm currently single, so I'm not seeing anyone, yes, as, as Cece just mentioned. <laughs> Um, so my advice is taken with a grain of salt and it might not be all the certain answers that you're looking for to your questions, but the goal here is to encourage you to feel warm and welcome to be able to talk, express your feelings and not have them repressed. And having a, a source like this is, is a really useful tool for young men and, and, and men of all ages, I suppose, to be able to discuss feelings and discuss difficult circumstances and difficult scenarios. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's a really good point is cheating doesn't have any gender, race, age it just happens to everyone and i think it's it's something that a lot of people are afraid of talking about it is definitely a taboo topic i myself for one might not feel comfortable in some discussion in some context talking about what happened in my past or to me or to what i did to them but i think it is definitely something that happens to everyone even maybe more than orgasm yeah so. most certainly yeah it's a very vulnerable thing to be cheating uh, have someone cheat against you yeah. and so if we are the cheater then we know that we've exposed someone to that vulnerability we've caused that emotional pain whether they know about it or not mm. uh, and so some of the topics and some of the questions that are going to probably pop up tonight will all revolve around that and that pain associated with that uh, the lies or the um, deceiving that goes around with cheating. Yeah. So I guess before we start going into a lot of details about cheating and, and especially your story, I wanted to ask you what do you think cheating means and how would you define it? And I know it's a very complicated question because we live in 2019 where the world has become a lot more complex and relationships between, I was, I was going to say men and women, but not even just men and women are just super complicated. So what's your what's your point of view on, on cheating? What what do you think it is? Uh, for me, I suppose I have something more of a conservative value and when I'm seeing somebody exclusively and I'm not seeing anybody else and I have that emotional attachment, 
to do anything which would be physical or to engage in anything to try and drive an emotional relationship with that other partner would most likely be cheating in my, my perspective. Makes sense. So have you ever cheated on someone? I have, yeah. yes. Yes, I, I'm guilty of being a cheater. You're going to ask me all about it now, aren't you? Okay, I should, let, I should do some explaining. Uh, I was probably in my early 20s. I'd been seeing someone since my late teen years. It had been about three years. Uh, we were very hot and heavy with one another. And I suppose we were starting to pursue the longer-term part of our relationship, assessing whether or not we were uh, going to spend uh, time together by living together, mm-hmm. um, whether we should move in, what we're doing career-wise, planning for the future. Uh, at that time, my work schedule was a little different to how my partner's was. Mm-hmm. She was available during the days I was working nights, and we had a bit of distance between ourselves. And uh, a friend that I had at work, I developed a sexual attraction to, and she developed a sexual attraction to me. That uh, grew into something of a friendship, a playful friendship, where we bounced off one another, and we joked and laughed, and uh, a, a somewhat unhealthy level of uh, sexual attraction began. Uh, it came to the ultimate point where I suppose one night we couldn't really hold ourselves back <laughs> and we engaged in sex. We had a great time, really enjoyed it. Um, but that was for the period of the time of the sex. Uh, having had sex with her and then moving along, meeting my girlfriend at the time, uh, there was an sensing, uh, overwhelming feeling of guilt, I should say. There was and or there wasn't? There was. There, there was. definitely was an overwhelming okay. feeling of guilt. And I suppose that came through in my emotions, in my physical gestures, my um, facial display, how I was speaking to her. Um, I was certainly a lot more distant. I uh, felt very awkward in her presence. I had no way of being able to confront what I'd done. I knew what I had done would have upset her, so I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, I certainly didn't want to talk about how things at work were going because there was uh, a big distraction there naturally. And ultimately, I feel it led to the downfall of the relationship. Uh, Nothing on her behalf. She never found out that I cheated. But my distancing of myself from being able to express who I was and what I do with my life and what I was engaging in uh, ultimately made her feel distanced from the relationship and she decided to leave. Hmm. Did you ever try to talk to talk to to tell her? No, never. Mm. I hid the whole thing the whole time. I felt so guilty and I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I suppose I cared about her so much and I recognised her and I'd pictured spending the rest of my life with her. I didn't think she would ever walk away from the relationship. But ultimately she left and it's upon reflection and viewing it now in hindsight, of course, that it was my actions and the way that I behaved after cheating on her which led to it. Mm. How... How did you go after you cheated on her with that person at work? Like, obviously, you had to see them again. Yeah, great question. I suppose the sexual tension did die off a small amount, but okay. it was uh, the you temptation was there. Yeah, we'd, we'd um, pick the forbidden fruit once, let's say, and it was too tempting to not go back there and eat again. <gasps> so you did it again L- later on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it did happen a second time. It was after the relationship ended. We were both pretty good until then. We we calmed things down. It was the 
uh, in a certain extent, the sexual tension between our, my, me and my colleague at the time was so te- so tense that I wasn't able to focus on anything else. Um, we needed to have sex. We needed to get it over and done with. And once that happened, I mm. feel things were a little bit more relaxed. We were able to be much more comfortable around one another. Mm. Uh, we were able to focus on our work a lot more. Mm. Uh, I don't feel that there was anything more emotional that we saw within one another, but rather it was just the close proximity of seeing each other every single day. The idea of having sex with one another played on both of our minds, and I feel the scenarios probably run them their ground to the point where we decided we wanted to act on it, and we did. For me, I felt it was possibly going to be the best thing for my relationship if I couldn't focus on my girlfriend because I was so engrossed in thinking about somebody else. The only action I could take was, well, let's be done with it, have sex with this other person, and then go back to my girlfriend. And if I had been probably a little bit more uh, mature with my relationship experience, I may have been able to handle that that, that whole situation a lot easier. Mm. Unfortunately, though, the guilt and the lack of relationship experience and lack of uh, a capacity to be able to talk about it and to deal with it. And perhaps even if I raised it with my girlfriend, it might have come up as a, uh, a different outcome. Uh, that was the undoing to that relationship. So I wouldn't say that cheating in this situation was the bad thing to do. I still feel that it was because it was completely physical and there was nothing emotional involved with this cheating scenario. Uh, it was the the only way I knew how to be able to focus on my partner at the time. Where I, I, whilst now I see the repercussions of my actions in the relationship failure, it in, in a more mature setting, I feel that I could possibly go through that scenario again and still keep the relationship running. Hmm. Did you at the time? I mean, I guess it's sensitive because it was at work. But did you tell anyone? That this I did. happen. You did? Yes. I think I went, uh, as soon as we had sex, I got in my car and drove it to my friend's house and said, oh, my God, I had sex with somebody else. <laughs> it was uh, something that I suppose with all the emotions involved in the pensed up tension from the sexual tension, um, the fact that I cheated, I needed to express it to somebody. And mm. I did go to a mate and tell him. Um, he high-fived me, said, you legend, well done. Uh, so there was that confirmation of the behaviour. Um, he was somewhat concerned and said, well, what about your missus? And I said, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything about it and hope it all works mm. out. Um, I feel I probably would have got away with things too if I possibly had been able to talk to someone on a, on a bit more mature level than my friend at that time mm. rather than just celebrating the, the sexual encounter. Uh, but that was that's so be it. That's uh, being in your early 20s and... Um, mm. And being immature with relationships. So did you feel that you were a legend? Uh, Part of you? Maybe? At the time, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I did. I felt fantastic. Yeah, I won't lie. It was great. The sex oh, was God. fantastic. The uh, It was hot. It was horny. It was uh, everything that I wanted from a sexual experience after having a sexual partner who was absolutely gorgeous. And the sex was amazing, but it was exceptionally intimate and exceptionally loving mm. uh, because we were together for so long. To have sex with somebody new was a novelty, and it was very exciting for both of us. So is that the novelty then or the thrill that you were looking for? When Definitely. You, it's yeah. what I was missing from the sexual relationship I was having with my girlfriend at the time. Mm. So are you concerned about potentially it happening again when you have a new long-term relationship? Concerned about it? No. I'm not concerned about it. Whether or not it will happen maybe it might happen. In fact, it most likely may happen. Okay. Uh, I think being a man and, and having done it once, 
uh, it, it sort of sets a prerequisite for your behavior for the future. Uh, I, I'm not going to say that I wasn't completely attached to the person I was seeing at the time and I still cheated them. And I'm sure in the future, if I was attached to someone, the temptation would be there. I know what that uh, those sexual urges feel like. Mm. I think I'd be a lot more mature to assess the situations in future to decide to either remove myself from mm. them, to not pursue them, yeah, uh, to have coping mechanisms to deal with it. Uh, my workplace attitude and the way that I present myself in the workplace is far more professional these days. Yeah. So I wouldn't engage in the flirtatious behavior I did in my 20s. Mm. So it wouldn't possibly get to that level yeah. as well. But if I was in that situation where I was completely unfocused due to my attraction to somebody else and I felt the only way to relieve it is to have sex with them, then I may pursue it again. Mm. It, it sounds a little bit animalistic to me, the way you describe it, which is completely fair and it's good that you're recognizing it. Um, would you say it's more immature or animalistic? Like, is there... Oh, I think it's, I think there's a lot of animalistic behavior in there, <laughs> most certainly. That is true. Um, sexual tension is a big thing for, uh, well, for everybody, but it's um, certainly something that men aren't shy about describing and, and discussing. It's a big part of our lives. It's something that we're, I suppose, evolutionally born to do, pass our genes on, have sex. So, Is that going to be your excuse? You no, it it's natural. not an excuse because there's obviously the emotional side as well. And, and being a mature male and understanding, and this is what we're discussing today, cheating is, of course, the outcomes of, of cheating as much as the, the cheating episode itself. So as, as enjoyable as it was and, and, and the relief that I received, sexual relief I received from, from cheating on my girlfriend was all quite positive and pleasurable. Uh, it's the after effects. Mm. The, that's what I wasn't looking for. So I had pain before, I had pleasure for an instant and then pain afterwards. <laughs> so is it, was it worth the, the, the pleasure maybe? Um, I know that I don't feel comfortable after cheating. And I know that that affects my behavior and the way that I address my partner and how I communicate them, how I can express myself to other people as well. Also, the discomfort it caused my friends when I discussed it with some of them as well. Oh, really? Uh, well, of course, what you happened? tell one friend and then that friend tells another friend and then everybody knows. So it became a little bit of a case that so you cheated on your girlfriend. You're a cheater person now. Is that how it is? So I did receive some judgment from friends there. Um, they were willing to listen to a certain extent. I said, look, I, I couldn't help myself. It was just a case of um, sexual tension. It needed to be done. And I think that every, all of my friends uh, understood that, but they all still held it with a, uh, a level of concern for the behavior and a bit of disappointment in me as well. Okay. Why do you think they were disappointed at you? Um, I suppose a lot of them have that moralistic ground that it's not something that they would have done. Mm. They saw the relationship I was having with my girlfriend at the time and they acknowledge it to be quite intimate and for us to have been working quite well. And I feel there was a level of disappointment there for somebody to go ahead and ruin something or to be that dishonest when I'd always had such pride in my honesty and my mm. loyalty mm. as well. They are uh, quite virtuous values and they're, they're, they're higher values for me. I value them in other people. So for me to break those values was a bit of a disappointment to my friends that understand that makes up a part of my character. Hmm. Um, how do you define a person? You understand who their character is and then they go and break those values. Hmm. So do you think that you could have uh, you could have avoided that situation at work? 
Yes, okay. I could have. If I had have been more mature and if I had of been thinking about the repercussions of my actions or if someone had have been there to help me correct my behaviour at the time as well, I certainly could have done better. I, it wouldn't have taken much. It would have uh, been, I thought you were seeing someone or what are you doing mucking around with her or uh, why are you guys flirting like alley cats? Something, mm. something to sort of correct me. I feel that the only people who were doing any sort of correction were people who were jealous of the behaviour and wanted to play a part of it as mm. well. Um, whether it be on her side or my side, they may have been attracted to either of us as well. And so I, I brushed it off my shoulder and said, oh, they're just jealous and mm. uh, there's nothing really going on. We're just friends. We're just having a good time and we're just giggling and laughing. We, we're just two people who get along really well um, and um, always push the whole sexual thing aside. We had that great excuse of saying, oh, but we're both seeing someone. We would never do that. And it was the perfect excuse to hide it all. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I feel like having worked in a corporate space or good four years, you can definitely see that. It's insane. And and also, I mean, I was in an industry where there were a lot of parties, a lot of alcohol drinking. So a lot of occasions basically where you can you can have um, a not really appropriate behavior, especially if you've got a partner. And I've seen this happening a lot of people like literally cheating on their partner, sometimes even in front of others. So I, I'm wondering why why the workspace is such a kind of a a ground to create this kind of sexual tension because you're supposed to be there for work. But why do we all cheat with someone at work? Well, they say monotony breeds contempt, don't they? So I suppose the monotony of your work, <laughs> doing the same thing every day, makes you a little contempt and contempt with your relationships as well, perhaps. You tend to sort of get a little bit relaxed. Our mind is always trying to entertain itself. And if you're looking at spreadsheets or crunching numbers or doing the same uh, event over and over again and then look up to find somebody in a tight-cut dress or nice stockings or uh, well-presented for the day, whatever it is, it could be an immaculate suit or well-pressed shirt. Or very intelligent. Oh, very intelligent, yes. That's, of course, it's not always visual. Yeah, that's course. Someone who challenges you. Mm. I've certainly been attracted to uh, female bosses that have, have authority. I find that, that that's uh, it's been a thought that runs through my mind to distract me from my work as well. All those sorts of things can, can play a part. So being in that environment, I feel... Uh, and having to know someone. You don't get a choice when you're in a workforce where you're Mm. all working close together. You do understand people's personalities. There's, of course, uh, plenty of people you might find visually appealing who have terrible personalities that you don't particularly find attractive. But once all those little dots and uh, uh, line up, it's natural for the mind to wander, I feel, for most people. And you do spend a lot of time together. You do. A lot of, like, stressful situations sometimes even drinking situations, social situations. So I guess my opinion is that you tend to spend a lot more time with them rather than even your partner. And when you come home, you might be even stressed or you just want to unwind and then you don't really put the same energy into the relationship that the relationships that you have at work where you have to be social, you have to be. I think I guess a bit after a while, you kind of tend to want to be more laid back at home. Mm -hmm. But you're living with your partner at the time. No. no, and I felt that might have been something that could have possibly saved us if we had have been closer together. Uh, you've, you just looked at me quite funny, like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, 
I'd like to think it would. I'd like to think that if I was living with her, I would have been more committed and uh, she would have seen a lot more of me. Um, perhaps we were because we were a little bit distant that led me to get away with a lot of the behavior I was doing, the, the flirtatious behavior. I certainly would have felt a higher level of, level of guilt if uh, we were seeing each other on a much more regular basis. What do you think could your partner have done in order to help avoid the situation? Or is there anything she could have done? That's a really good question. And I've never thought of it because I've never felt that she was to blame in the okay. situation. Uh, is there anything that she could have done um, at that age and, and, and where we were with our relationship? Possibly not. No, I thought that she did. She was a very fair girlfriend and she was a very honest girlfriend um, and a very loving girlfriend as well. So I wouldn't say that there was too much that she could have done in, in those particular um, days at that age where we were at then. Um, fast forward perhaps to a relationship in my 30s and maybe some with a bit more maturity, um, addressing some of the issues that we had, such as the time that we were spending together, mm-hmm. the amount of focus that I had on work, um, challenging me possibly a little bit more to pay attention to her. Okay. Um, or maybe convincing some of my friends to challenge me a little bit more. Uh, I wasn't the one to pick up on a lot of the stresses she was having on the relationship. So perhaps if uh, if anyone, it wasn't so much what she needed to do, it was perhaps what my friends around me needed to do to mm. pull me in line. It's interesting. Why Why do you think your friends kind of would have, should have had an effect on your relationship? Uh, I, ha- I probably had a closer uh, understanding between my male friends than I did so much with my girlfriend in that uh, we'd been seeing each other for three years, but these are gents that I'd gone to school with for, for many years. So they could read me like a book. Mm. And it would have been easier for me to change my behaviour if they had corrected me at the time. Mm. Uh, now, they wouldn't have been able to see me at work, of course, and how I was behaving at work. Um, but certainly checking in on your mate to mm. ask how their relationship is, yeah. to make sure that everything's going well. Um, how's things with, you know, your, your missus? Uh, I may have opened up a little bit more to them. Okay. Yeah, would you would you have told them, I'm, I'm attracted to this person at work? Um. Possibly in a roundabout way, not that directly. It okay. would have been, I suppose, a more of a situation of, do you ever get the hots for someone else whilst you're seeing someone? Asking for a mate. Correct. Yeah. I would have been the answer to that question. I th- I, well, I've asked I've asked people about that now and, and mostly off of my own experiences. I say, do you ever, whilst, you, I mean, you've, you've been seeing your your girlfriend for so long, or you've got, you know, your, your fiancé, for example, um, you know, the marriage is coming up. Do you ever get feelings for somebody else? Do you ever feel it? And they say, of course, all the time. I've had one friend admit me that he falls in love with somebody new every month. Every month? Every month. He says, yeah, I just, I, it's like Cupid's arrow hitting me in the heart. They walk past, I meet them for five minutes, I can't say a word in their presence, and I'm, I'm completely dumbfounded. And I'll say back, but you've been seeing your friend, you, you know, your girlfriend for or your fiance for three years now or four mm. years now. You know, it's uh, you, I mean, you're living together. How how can that even happen? And they say it's not my it's not my fault. It's nothing that I can do. All I can do is correct my behaviour when it happens. I guess the yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of like you can fall in love as much as you want. The problem is, do you? The question is, do you act on it or not? That's it. There's, there's only so much that we can have control of when it comes to emotions. 
but it's the behavior that we choose to enact yeah. upon that yeah. really causes the repercussions and uh, the subsequent emotions. Mm, and that's very true. Yeah, I think it's it would be great to have a world a world where it is okay to be not going to say fall in love with someone every month, but to be a bit more open to being attracted to people because sometimes trying to pretend that this is never going to happen and you can never make it happen actually make it worse because if you're trying to disapprove of a behavior that you know exists, it's just going to get it worse. So trying to be more open about, yeah, well, yes, I have a bit of a sexual attraction to someone at work and this is what I'm going to do in order to help myself and help help my relationship, I guess, that will make it a little bit kind of better. Yeah, I've spoken to a friend about that recently and as she described it, she did raise it with her partner. They have addressed the issue. They were very open about it. Uh, I uh, challenged her when I saw behaviour going in an alternative way and she described it as um, just an overwhelming question that runs in the back of the mind. But ultimately, she made a decision on to how she wants to act that out in, in, in future. And that will lead to the emotions that all those people are going to feel within that situation. Uh, the mind will always wander. The mind is always going to want to entertain itself. And it's just like the discussion we were talking about in the workplace. Why does it happen in the workplace? But ultimately, we do make the decisions for our behavior. Yeah. And we also have to reap the consequences when... Our decisions do cause negative emotions. Yeah, for sure. So my next question is, do you think that you've ever been cheated on? Oh, yes. I would say yes. You do? Of okay. Course. So you just have a feeling or you know? No, I, 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 I don't know, but I have a feeling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what happened? What was the situation? Uh, it was a relationship after the one we just discussed. So it was further down the track. And... Uh, she was very much attracted to me. I was somewhat sceptical about her commitment levels, uh, and it actually went quite well. Uh, it was uh, We were uh, very intimate and uh, very honest and very loving and had heaps of fun together for possibly maybe it was uh, 18 months. And then I think things just got a little bit stale for her, and I, th- I feel it was something of the same situation. We were working different schedules. She had a lot of temptation. She had uh, a lot of male interest, um, constantly being barred, bombarded with propositions as well. She's a very attractive young girl. And I'm sure most of those men certainly couldn't care about the relationship that I was in with her. I, I didn't know them. And so they wanted to go straight to uh, a relationship with her or whether it be sexual or whether it be something more intimate. And I feel that uh, the the temptation got too much. There were so many offers for her. Uh, and I saw in her the same sort of behavior that I exhibited in my first relationship. It was something of a, of a karma experience. Oh, really. karma as a bitch. It is, yeah. It, it's gone uh, 180 on me. So uh, I saw the, the distancing herself, the not wanting to make eye contact, the not wanting to touch the uh, I'm busy, I can't see yous, the all that sort of behavior. And I confronted her. I said, look, are you cheating on me? And she looked at me and said, no. And then s- dropped her shoulders and sort of sunk in the couch in a in a sense that was, there was no anger, there was no disappointment in what I said, but rather an overwhelming feeling of guilt sort of came across her face. You saw all of that. I saw it because I'd done it myself. <laughs> so I, I, w- I looked at her and I thought, that was me 
I've done that. I've done the exact same thing. So did I forgive her immediately? Yeah, of course. Oh, you did? Of course. Yeah, I, I didn't pursue it. I didn't challenge her on it. I didn't try to make her feel bad about it. I, I just left it. And ultimately, I think she felt that she got away with it. Okay. And so then the temptation, I guess, was there again. So oh. whether or not it happened again or not, uh, possibly. But uh, it wasn't much longer after that that we did break up. Because of the, the same sensation, the... The touch wasn't there, the, the, the intimacy, the, the conversation, all of those things that make up a, a genuine loving relationship had disappeared. We'd become distant because mm. of our emotions and how we were dealing with one another. And for mm. her, the excitement and the fun was out there pursuing these other relationships. And for me, mm. the, the fun, the excitement was not being in a relationship with someone that wasn't uh, the intimate with me or wanting to laugh and joke with me or wanting to go off on adventures or spend time. So it was time for us to split. Mm. So do you think that when you you had these feelings about her having cheated on you, what do you think you could have done better when you saw that happening? I think it would have been a lot smarter if I had admitted my own guilt for my first relationship. I still never wanted to admit that guilt. So, sh- the, so sorry, just the second girlfriend didn't know about your first... Correct. Gotcha. I didn't yep. want her to know that I was a cheater. She would never trust me, right? So I really? kept that from her. Well, I, I didn't want her to know. I didn't want her to think I was a cheater and I was the sort of person that would take a relationship that I was deeply involved in and then go off and uh, ruin it by, by being promiscuous. Mm-hmm. So... I never admitted it. In in hindsight now, I think that if I had ever addressed it and said, look, you know, I've been in, in, in that relationship in the past, I've told her about that relationship, I honestly think the reason that ended was because I cheated and we were quite distant. Um, I want you to know that if you do have temptation for somebody else, then perhaps um, let's talk about it. Let's be open about mm. it. Let's discuss the sexual tension. Let's discuss why the sexual tension's there. And start overcoming some of those barriers and start uh, challenging them and start and, and simply addressing them as well. Is it because we're not seeing enough of each other? Is it because uh, mm. of the work environment that you're in? Um, is it because of my behavior? Um, is it the way that uh, I'm acting? Because uh, it always takes two to tango. Um, I think that the honesty and, and being upfront and speaking about these issues with your partner is really key and number one to avoiding them. Yeah. You need to address them. Yeah. No, I agree. Now, a bit of a tricky question I have for you is when you you felt that she had potentially cheated on you, how did it make you feel? Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) How did it make me feel? Well, it didn't feel great, that's for sure. Uh, You certainly feel like the lesser of the two in the relationship. You do lose a lot of control. You feel very emasculated. Uh, there was a sense of hopelessness. It was the not knowing for sure mm. whether you should reject this whole scenario that's playing out in the back of your mind or, or whether you should challenge it further as well. I felt that I got stuck in something of a grey area. I didn't know if I should challenge it or whether I should reject it. And so I just stood there like a stunned fish and tried to be a, a, a good boyfriend, uh, overcompensating in some areas by being too nice or uh, too clingy and then saying, okay, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be the alpha male and make her come to me and then not calling her enough. So you, ultimately, 
um, very much struggling with my skills in the relationship because it wasn't comfortable. It was simply just weren't comfortable. Mm. It was, and it was um, the awkwardness, I suppose, causes us to be even further, uh, more and more distant in the relationship. We, uh, and that ultimately, of course, led to us breaking up mm. as well. Did you talk to any of your mates about the fear that you had that she had cheated on you? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. And they all agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, I said, look, I really think that this particular uh, partner is cheating on me. And they said, yeah, we, 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 we pretty much picked that as well. Uh, and I suggested, look, what should I do? And they said, oh, that's up to you. We're not going to tell you what to do with your life. But uh, it doesn't help, I suppose. Um or possibly it does mm-hmm. when it comes to making your mind up as to what you want to do. Uh, I, I ultimately want to try and repair the relationship, mostly because I knew I had cheated in the past and I didn't want this whole thing to, to happen again. But uh, as you said, karma's a bitch and it came around and bit me in the ass. Mm-hmm. Last question for you is, is it better to live with remorse than regrets? Ooh, is it better to live with remorse or regrets? And I guess it kind of comes back to the situation at work, right? Yep. If you had not done it, you might have probably have had remorse, sorry, but now you might have regrets. So okay, is it better to live with... Or it could be flipped on you and that I'm very remorseful for what I did, but I have no regrets for what I've done as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd say... Um, that's a very personal one, but I, and I will answer it with that statement. I, I don't regret what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very remorseful for what I did, okay. I, simply because I hurt somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I also ruined something which was beautiful, which could have been fantastic. Uh, but if I hadn't, and I had it continued mm. to have those regrets in my mm. system as well, um, they would never have gone away either. They would still be there. Um, I'd, I'd like to think I was. Uh, enough of a caring individual and enough of a, a wonderful lover and enough of a, a great partner to not have those regrets. Uh, but at that age, in how young I was in my relationship experience, mm-hmm. I'm glad I did it so that I don't have those regrets. So I'm not going to have them in the future. Ooh. And I don't have to put up with the remorse. Oh, great way to end. Thank you so much. No worries. And that's it for the second episode of Asking for a Mate. Thank you so much for listening till the end of the episode. If you're interested in listening to others, you can find them on your favorite podcast app. Thanks, Steve, again so much for joining me and, and opening up and you know sharing your story with everyone. Um, we'll be back soon with a third episode with the incredible Ben. I'm so excited for you to listen to the amazing conversation we've had. And I'll try to post it very soon. So, yeah, watch this space. Thank you so much again. And don't forget to be asking for a mate. Talk to you soon.